Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates, Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. They've got the Quiet XPA, they've got a lager, and they've just released the Half Day Hazy. Have a half day, you've earned it. I'll tell you what, they bloody saved my Christmas, the old heaps normals, because it was over at my wife's family's place this year. I wanted her to get a bit loose, so I got to have 12 heaps normal cans and drive home with the young boys in the back. I kept all the cans crunched up uh, on the front passenger seat, brought them back with me just in case the cops pulled me over. Wanted them to think they'd nabbed one. Sucked in, fuckheads. It's not alcoholic. If you want to get a heaps normal, they're bloody everywhere now. They're at 7-Eleven. They're at Krispy Kreme level, heaps normal. Uh, but get them at your local pub, get them at your local bottle shop, or get on to heapsnormal.com. And if you want to help out the boys here at MFB HQ, chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight board from the Gold Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> Please, this crashes. Out the fucking door! Christmas. Yes, welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody, riding solo again. Heggie's still up in the home of white sunglasses, the Gold Coast. We're in 2016, the business of the year at the Gold Coast time zone. What a bloody place. He's up there living his best life. I'm down here in Melbourne. Um, there's a cracker episode for you today. Before we get into it, we'll keep the intro short and sweet. So thanks again to everyone who has jumped on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl, and sent through, um, sent through some, nice, some nice words for the people that aren't helping us over at MFBHQ. If you want to get around us for our Land Larrikin spinoff episode, uh, Early access to tickets for live shows, early access and ad-free podcasts. Get on patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Um, send us a message as well if you want on there or on Instagram, at midflightbrawl on Instagram. Got a very good, got lots of lovely uh, Merry Christmases, uh, but I think my favourite message 
Um, and I get to read it because Heggy's not here. It's from a cop who listens to our show. Um, Heggy would be furious right now. Uh, a cop, good bloke, sent us a, uh, first of all, said, Merry Christmas, you crumbs. And he's sent through a photo of him holding up a heaps normal at the police station. How great that the boys and girls, that's right, Heggy, even though you're not with me for the intro, I know you listen to this, women can be police officers. It's 2022. And I know you yell at me each week before the episode begins that they shouldn't be allowed. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'll be honest, I'm appalled that we are mates. But it's good to see that the cops can crack into a non-alcoholic beer and then bloody get to work. Send a message. Uh, Merry Christmas, you crumbs. Job just came through for a hubby v wife Xmas domestic where she hit him with the backyard cricket cricket bat. Fucking hell. That's, that is, that's a grim Christmas. That is it. That has, she's actually. Ruined Christmas. She has truly. Ruined Christmas. There. If you're getting hit with a backyard cricket cricket bat before Boxing Day, no good. I uh, hope the rest of your day was smooth, even though I know it's not. When I used to work on Triple M in Brisbane, we had some cops come in um, and I asked, what's the roughest time of year? And they said, buddy, Christmas. Heat times booze times too many family members in a small spot. People get fucking biffy and uh, that's no good. Hope you all had a ripping Christmas, though. We're going to get stuck into the episode right now. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to everyone that sent through their messages on the Patreon. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Let's do it. Woo! All right, buddy. This week we're looking at Qantas Flight 37, June 2, 2012. Melbourne to Wellington, New Zealand. Look at the bloody state of you, man. You're a fucking mess. Don't you ever speak to me again, yeah? I spoil my night. <laughs> Great movie. Ah, oh, the mass. Qantas, your mates, obviously. My, my prediction is Alan Joyce. I know we bang on. Well, I do. Fucking yeah. hate him. What? The wily little fuck, he's going to scurry off pretty soon before there's a major incident. The media and public will barely recognise that the gutting of our national carrier by this greedy little weasel is the cause of what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Probably be happy about it, want to sort of vindicate him. Didn't happen on my watch. I don't know if you've ever, we're at, we're at the age where, you know, we've got accountants and people that offer us, you know, hey, you should you should do this, invest in these shares or whatever. But yeah. it's always for companies, it's like the shares, you know, they pay a good dividend. And you go, yeah, because they're cutting shit out of the fucking bottom somewhere. Yeah. They've got to I don't want their that. stakeholders rather than the people they're supposed to serve. Mm. Um, well, anyway, all the copper wiring's under Joyce's mansion at the moment. So something's going to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Little greedy man. Oh, it's a greedy, greedy little man. Um, our hero today, not yours, is uh, a woman named Frances McCaskill, 58 years old. Fuck yeah. This is already, must have, yeah. this is a rare combo. Yeah, I know. Sorry to the listeners, but we, we try and find different stuff, but there's just been an onslaught of poms yeah. smoking in a bathroom yeah. on a fucking easy jet flight to Spain. It just keeps happening. This is refreshing. <laughs> a 50-odd-year-old woman going to New Zealand on Qantas. This is 
This is the first time I think I've ever heard that combo. I know. This, it is unusual. Uh, do you want to hear her bio? Yeah. Uh, her bio reads, retired nurse, disability pensioner, and grandmother. <laughs> so, and it's going to be my Insta bio soon as well. What a fun one to put up. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't. Uh, we need more Francis's. Not not sure what the disability entails. No info, mm. but uh, whatever. Frances is actually she's from Perth or lives in Perth, and she's on her way to New Zealand to visit her grandchildren. Quite a lot of Kiwis having an affinity with Perth. Common mm. route that. You know how many? You know how many Kiwis are in West, Western Australia? No, I Seven, thousands. Seventy thousand. Whoa, that is. There's, there's six hundred thousand living in Australia. Yeah. Um, what are the return stats? Like, where are we? How many of us live over there? Not a lot. 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 15. I didn't meet any others when I was there. <laughs> they get bashed out of the place. Kevin's aren't that <laughs> fucking friendly. Um, there are a few Facebook pages and the like specifically dedicated to Kiwis living in Perth. And I was, oh, yeah. I was expecting something different, to be honest, but it was actually on the whole, it was nice. They're mostly saying, look, be humble. Don't carry on about New Zealand being better than Australia all the time, you wankers. Sage advice. Goes to Australians too. We've all seen them in another country mm. carrying on about how good life is for us. You should try our mangoes, you fuckwits, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> no one cares. Give it a rest. Yeah. Find something more interesting to talk about. Um, for the most part, New Zealand is all right, as we all know. But uh, I like them. Proportionally, though, just as many grubs there as here. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, our immigration minister in 2014 and your actual mate, Scott Morrison, um, he deported thousands of them under Section 501, Levi's. Oh, was Um, this (laughs) W34L28? I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's the code. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) The... The is that the one where they're just like, hey, if you committed a crime here in Australia, get the fuck it. And they're sending people back that were like, man, I've yeah. lived here for 99.9% of my life. Yeah. You do. You're in the clink here, automatic deportation in New Zealand, even if you lived here for fucking bulk of your life, like you say. Now, New Zealand is saying these deportees are the cause of rising gang problems in New Zealand. And they're saying, and I quote, don't deport your people and your problems. So it's all pots and kettles either side of the ditch in this instance, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, pot calling the kettle all blacks. Yeah. Oh, man, since since Morrison's policy was set in place, the rate at which deportees commit crimes when they get home to New Zealand is 57%. So in a way, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> but also it is double punishment. Yeah. Like some, some have to leave their families in Australia. Hey, a, a broken clock's right twice a day, Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, didn't they try and send someone? They tried to send someone to a country recently and they're like, get fuck. We know his mum's from here, but we're not having you. It was like a proper murderer or there was someone like a- oh, Australia tried to get rid of someone? Yeah, a, yeah, a real stretch. The country's yeah. gone, no, no, we're not having that. <laughs> that Dustin, Dusty Martin, 
Richard uh, Richmond, sorry, Richmond Tigers premiership player, Brownlow medalist. Oh, his dad. Uh, his yeah, his dad got sent back. Yeah, right. In his that in this era, in that era. Yeah, bikey connections, I believe. Uh, okay. A few other um, things. Well, so, some of them leave their families here because obviously their schools are better, and go home and work there while their spouses just and cuds stay here in a mining community. Yeah, wow. And they just got to go home and you know see you later. Pretty fucked, but um, anyway, sometimes but though, I I reckon if I was getting sent to New Zealand, mm. and I said to my wife, "Fine, oh, no, it's rough. I'm sorry, you've just got to stay here with the cuds." Yeah, she'd say, "No, we're coming. Absolutely. You're not getting away with it. Take the whole lot. <laughs> you're not getting away with it. You just had a year in jail. You did yeah. fuck all around the house. Then now you're trying to do extra fuck. Yeah." <laughs> What have you been doing? Chin ups and sleeping twenty two <laughs> hours a day. Grow up. You're taking. You're doing up. the fuck. The start of Con Air montage. Yeah. <laughs> Writing letters to your daughter. Doing handstand push ups. Um, I I mean you know everyone likes Kiwis and stuff. Worldwide reputation. Sometimes I, when Kiwis realise how little Australians give a shit about rugby, they get upset, don't they? The um. Oh, well, it's on top of it's that. funny though. Us saying us saying that we also just won the uh, the World Cup in rugby league, did we? I've got a feeling it's a bit like that too. Yeah. No. Oh fuck. It's going, You're fucking beauty, and everyone else is going. What are you even playing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the um the thriving comedy scene in New Zealand not so welcoming to the likes of me <laughs> and you. Yeah. Whoa. I don't think I'll be back. They fucking hate Australians unless they're famous or maybe go over there grovel- groveling and apologising and. You know, carrying on like we're fucking losers. Um, anyway, let us know if you if you're from New Zealand, send us a message. Oh, we got yeah. a few New Zealand listeners. We have got some yeah. New Zealand patrons, really nice people. Don't get me wrong, but also there's still some fuckwits there. Tell you mates, it's not <laughs> it's not all Greenpeace and and fucking hobbits and shit. I remember la- last time I was there. I don't know if we've spoken about this. Heggy, we did the New Zealand Comedy Festival. Bloody great fun. There in Auckland, but after each gig, when we had a handful of people there, we'd go back and drink beers, and you would make me you make me hate watch stuff on the road, so shit that you've hated, yeah, and you'll still watch the whole thing, and then you make me sit down and watch it, yeah, watch this, yeah. watch the whole thing, uh-huh. yeah, mate, it's five episodes, fucking watch it, it sucks. How do you know? I watched it. Why'd you watch it all? Just fucking watch it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with comedy—you watch the very, very best or the worst. <laughs> I operate in the middle there. I don't need to see more of that. You see the best and the worst. And the best, there's not that much of it. There was one Amazon Prime special, though, that you did go, oh, no yeah. muss on. Yeah. Couldn't get through that. Th- threw the talent oh. on himself. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I got you. Seen enough. Getting old. Yeah. Um, so they got going from Perth to Wellington. but. Yep. Even Qantas haven't figured this out, so they stopped off in Melbourne International Airport. Now, international, but are they doing – they go, we're not getting a whole fucking Dreamliner onto this or an A380. Let's just put them in a 737 to Melbourne, 737 to Wellington. Yeah. Reeks of that. Yeah, it is that. An international flight when you get on a 737 is fucking flattening. You go, I've got my passport out for this shit. Yeah. There better be fucking two levels and screens on every seat. I I'll, when I go to New Zealand, I nearly forget to pack my passport when I'm going yeah. to the airport. I go what? <laughs> oh, f- 
Plus, getting on an international flight, if you're getting on in Perth and you're in Australia, you're flying over Australia for six hours or something, five hours before you even leave, you wouldn't feel like it's, yeah. I don't know, you kind of want to stop in Melbourne. But And that's what they've done. It was a mistake though. You know, you know what they've got in Melbourne International? They've got a, yeah. you probably go there. There's a Biggie Smalls restaurant. There. Oh, I've heard of this. Loaded chips, burgers and kebabs. Oh, fuck. That when I saw that at the airport, if you're eating mm. a kebab before a long haul flight, you're a fucking animal. Yeah. Before any flight, you better be the only sober. You got, yeah. you got a problem. <laughs> yep. The only transport a kebab <laughs> should be in is a taxi. Don't open it in there. Don't be fucking rude. The driver's got other people to pick up that night. Oh yeah. And the actual Biggie Smalls would be spinning in his grave if he knew his legacy was a Melbourne airport fast food restaurant. Although. <laughs> I know where you and your kin go eating and drinking when you're going somewhere. It's a uh, it's a beautiful restaurant bar with stunning views of the airfield. It's none other than the AFL kitchen and bar. Oh, so yeah. and this right one next to the Virgin check in there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's before security, so you don't yeah. even have to be going anywhere to enjoy the laminated A three menu food and local tap beer. Although if you don't like battery chicken based meals, you're going to go hungry. <laughs> There's a lot of chicken. The most malleable food there is, chicken. I love American football and I, I love mixed martial arts, but I'm not going to a restaurant where they're showing old fights on a screen at an airport Yeah, just to say this is where I ate. I try and keep those separate. <laughs> There's yeah. nowhere I'm watching fights that serves good meals pretty much. Oh, no, you're paying for an experience. And that's including uh, my house. Rarely will you get a good meal where there's anything but the good meal. That's how that's yeah. how shit works. Yeah. You don't get a good meal and a view. Yeah. You don't get a good meal and good service. That's not happening. Bullshit. You shouldn't. Mate, I've done a I've done a revolving restaurant. Have you? <laughs> in Seattle. Oh. Would have been fucking goodness. fifteen years ago, I reckon, with an ex girlfriend. There's one in Sydney. I bet the food was shit. Yeah, awful. Yeah. And I and I couldn't afford anything. Yeah. That was just the, the basics of, yeah, more bread, thanks. That's at night time, so I'm not even seeing stuff. It's got a big plate of sushi in the middle, and every time you go around, you grab a bit yourself. Bucking the system. Um, Francis was about to get on and sit in seat 8F at 9.20 a.m. when the crew noticed that she was drinking her duty-free alcohol she had bought at Melbourne Airport. So there's the problem with stopping. Love it. Can't find what it was. A true pit stop. Oh, yeah. I, I hope at that time of morning she'd started on clear spirits, but who will we be to judge? Don't know. Um, you can't buy duty-free beer, can you? Can you buy a case of beer duty-free and put it on the plane? <laughs> a slab. No, I haven't. I'm yet to see that. That'd be good. There might be a four-pack of premium, like, you know, stupid. Oh, yeah, like Bolter. Beers or something. But, uh, yeah, that'd be, that's pretty sus, buying beers duty-free. Anyway. She took a seat. Everything seemed cool until just after takeoff, she started punching the seat in front of her, just right. having, a, having a punch. This isn't her first drink, I reckon. No, I don't think so. I think she's got stuck in Perth, Melbourne. She's coming in hot. Yeah. Um, crew told her to stop it. Francis ignored all requests. <laughs> and I have to say, I don't like requests either. It's like a, it's like a pub band who can also write music. Sorry, don't do requests. Piss off with your case and your fucking <laughs> Hotel California. Originals only. Francis is going to punch a seat. She's going to punch a seat. 
piss off. Um, again, again, sitting in, what's she in? 8F? 8F. If I was in 7F, I go, finally, my day's arrived. Yeah. Let's roll. You know, you turn around and see a 59-year-old grandmother. You're like, yep. motherfucker. Yep. The, the one group. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just it, when I thought I was good to go. It was absolutely. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Random attack. The person in front had done nothing. Uh, passenger sitting in seat 7E, so one in front and across, yeah. um, asked her to be quiet because she's carrying on too. Couldn't get any quotes, but she's carrying on at volume talking. Um, Kinyok punched her seat a little softer. We're trying to relax over here, that sort of shit. <laughs> she stood up and punched him in the right in the in the side of the face. <laughs> oh, this caused <laughs> she is not fucking around. I know, she's going. This caused a six centimetre cut and heavy bleeding. That's a cheap shot oh, from it's... Francis. He was sitting down. That's a UFC level like you need a cut man. You need someone yeah. to get in there and start, you know, you need a bit of Vaseline, fill that gap. Must have had must have been skinny or something. Like that's a you know, so, you know, some people just have that really thin, papery skin that cuts easily or something. Or she's got a bloody good hook for a grandma. I don't know. It was caught him right on the cheekbone or something. I reckon a fucking Pandora charm on a bracelet has oh, just yeah. has clipped him. I'd say more skull ring will be the style here. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't find out how old the bloke was that she punched. Maybe it was a three-finger ring that said Nan on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wallop. Like if you're an old bloke though, like I, you know, and you, and you don't care that much about consequences or anything. Sure, if anyone punches you, you're just going to punch back. Kids, women, whatever. I don't condone it, obviously. But when I'm seventy, I may reassess my fucking position on that. Yeah, you should. I just saw a thing. There was a. I opened YouTube, and uh, my algorithm at the minute has been thrown out by uh, some. I've sent you a few. But I, I figure you're busy and you won't want to see them all. You probably have anyway. I've just people stacking or bashing. Yeah. That, that, that's my algorithm at the minute. Yeah. Just fat blokes going, I'm going to do this jump on a dirt bike and then failing. Repeat, repeat, everything repeat. Yeah. Uh, I opened YouTube on the TV today. There was a current affair interview, Tracy Grimshaw telling a story of some 19-year-old kid in country New South Wales. The neighbor came over, neighbor, big fucking unit. Yeah, and this bloke's dad had died the year before, so he was just living in the house with his girlfriend, and the the big fucking neighbours come over and got in his face, a little bit pissed, and the, the kids go, "Mate, just leave us alone, head home." Just and he yeah. stepped towards him and went to put his hands on it, and the nineteen year old has just lit him up. Yeah, right. KO'd, one punch. Yeah. That's what you do have to. Re- when you're older, you might be angrier, 
but the youth do have youth on their side. Oh, they got chops, but that's why you use dirt and the element of surprise. <laughs> Not actual dirt, although a pocket full of actual dirt is a good one. I mean, yeah. going dirty and just, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, you know, obviously, like I, you know, I don't want to. Look, if I was 70, though, and a couple of teenage girls are kicking fuck out of me, what am I, you know, everything's yeah. off there. Everything's on the table. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know. No. Anyway, um, just don't start them in the first place. Not going to be a problem. Um, if your grandma, though, if she's young enough to punch, though, there's a pretty grubby bloodline there in there. Oh, yeah. Like in a way, it's like it'd be nice to be a grandparent while young enough to have the energy for the grandchildren, but I wouldn't want grandchildren at Francis's age or now. Like 58 is, oh, it's probably about right, to be honest, but who. She would have had grandkids in her early 40s, though, because the kids weren't babies yeah. that she was going to I, see. I think we spoke about it a long time ago, but when I was on Triple M in Brisbane, we did a youngest grandma. Oh, yeah. It was a 35-year-old. 35, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Two 17 and a half. <laughs> or like a 16, 18 situation. Uh, yeah, 16, 18. Mm. Or 16, 19, sorry. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, for Christy, he was a grandfather, about 36, I think. Oh. Still running. Um. Well, his veins were still running. Um, <laughs> she was then restrained, Francis, with some gesso handcuffs and moved to an empty seat at the back of the plane. Thank goodness for those, again. Not all of them around now, is there? There's one empty Qantas seat. Alan just calls the whole thing off, doesn't he? <laughs> nah, sorry. You're going tomorrow now. Qantas now, you can buy the middle seat. What? For like 30 bucks. What do you mean? If you're someone like me that if someone touches my elbow, I go, fuck this, let's roll, I'm straight I'm straight in. Oh, you can buy an empty seat. You can buy the seat next to you. But not for the full price. Yeah. But this is close to the takeoff time, obviously. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, within within two days maybe you can put in a bid for it. Oh. I'll let you know if it's all fine. Hmm. Interesting. Have you done that? No. Yeah. I wonder if the right people are doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Are you getting at what I think you're getting at? I don't know. What do you think I'm getting at? <laughs> uh, anyway, Francis, she has continued to yell profanities and repeatedly headbutt the seat in front of her. Oh, Jesus. I'd let her have that if I were in charge. She'd wear herself out. Oh, yeah. Headbutting grannies, that's another fairly narrow demographic. <laughs> Can't be too many of them. Headbutts. They get bruises when it's too windy. She'll be oh. she'll be fucking nine eyes in a sec. Goodness. Um, can't be too many of them. Although the the optics later on are not great, are they? When you land and someone has a bloodied face, looks like the crew were giving her a proper touch-up while she was restrained. <laughs> People take photos of that. But United Airlines Dr. David Dow situation all over again, which is you all know we all know was worse than the fall of Saigon. So <laughs> You don't want the news crews at the gate seeing a bloodied no. grandma. It's bad news. I do like, though, the the thought of the person on the next flight going, why isn't my fucking screen working? Jesus Christ. You don't know that mere, mere hours before a yeah. grandmother was headbutting it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know why it's broken. You're fucking engineering. Nah, nah, just a drunk grandma. Yeah. Glasgow kissing the telly. The f- oh, man, it's pretty. Imagine finding this out about your grandma. The the crew had to use three child seat belts attached together to strap her across the shoulders. 
to stop her from injuring herself. Surely, in that situation too, the victim of the punch just gets a free hit in that situation. <laughs> but then that raises <laughs> an issue of equality, obviously. Should should anyone get punched with a seatbelt across their shoulders? At least when she cow punched a bloke in 7E from behind, he wasn't pinned down. No lame duck policy applies. He was fair game. Fuck him. So <laughs> she's scot free. At 10 a.m. By the f- way, it's a it's amazing that he's got a cut on his head. Yeah. And it's still just going. And it's still what, sorry? It, surely that's a maybe it's just the mindset I'm in at the minute. We're we're moving, we're trying to pack two kids in there. The just rages above my fucking hair. Oh yeah. Um but just the the idea of just getting part and having a gash on your cheek and going, well, that was unfortunate. Oh. I've got a feeling maybe that was a Kiwi. That's a very relaxed. I don't know, man. It's got to oh, be well. something. Yeah. Whoa. You'd be. <laughs> but then, like you say. I'd be going, we all saw that, yeah? Yeah. We all saw that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's in? <laughs> the steam coming out your ears for five minutes, exacting <laughs> what you're going to do revenge-wise. Um, 40 minutes after takeoff, the captain had enough. He turned the plane around. Headed back to Melbourne. Oh, come on. I oh, know. Soft captain. That Headed. is fucking soft. Man. A drunk grandma turned the plane around. Already over the ocean, you pretty much shouldn't be allowed to turn around. Yeah. Um, if I were near a perp and that happened and I had to go back to the place I'd just been, I don't think even I could resist a good one, dickhead. <laughs> well done, you fucking idiot, in her direction. Minimum. Hopefully the captain had a bit of that. Over the, over the speaker. Yeah. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we heard there was a punch <laughs> thrown from a yeah. drunk uh, grandmother. Uh, the <laughs> flight crew have informed New Zealander, me. no less. Yeah. <laughs> the flight crew have informed me that none of you have the strength to do what should have been done. So here I am having to yeah. turn this plane around. Yeah. So just have a think about what you've done or what you haven't done in this situation. <laughs> we'll be back in Melbourne shortly. Ah. Uh. I, she must have got abused. It's really nice to tell people they're a dead shit sometimes, even if they clearly know. It's just it's quite satisfying. Yeah, you're a fucking dead shit, and they know. Um, it's just more for you. So it's small comp- compensation for being inconvenienced, though, isn't it? Don't often get the chance to call a grandma a dead shit. I, I don't recall doing it. Take it up. <laughs> May not happen again. The um, the feds arrested Francis upon landing. So there you go. They do sometimes have to. AFP? Yeah. Have to abandon yeah. a smoking area outside the terminal, go inside and do some goddamn work. <laughs> no, no, no. Again, their job, they're, they're like pilots. They're there for it rarely goes bad, but when it does, you need people to – it's always the AFP when just two groups of bikies want to fly into the Gold Coast one weekend. Yeah. They just fucking kill someone with a luggage trolley. I know. The AFP are like, fuck, all right, it's today. But when that happens, they're, they're undermanned. Yeah. Like that bikey, actual bikey fight in Sydney – number of years ago, it must be a decade ago now, like obviously, you know, two, two AFP in a sedan, they're not handling that. <laughs> they need some backup. I, I saw a cop in Sydney airport with a fucking assault rifle recently. Just walking along with his, oh, yeah? with his hand resting on the butt of a fucking, of a Kalashnikov. M4 or something. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Where am I? What country am I? Um, they said, that she was swearing loudly, slurring her words and suffering the effects of alcohol. 10 a.m., bottlers weren't even open. So there are workarounds, everyone. Follow your dreams. Hey, it's midday in New Zealand, though. 
That's what I would have said. Oh, okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. You reckon she's one of those? <laughs> it's midday somewhere. Is that what Kiwis say? <laughs> Pop the top off something. Um, Francis, though, it turns out she was involved in another air rage incident on board a Virgin Airlines flight in April 2011, one year before this one. Very little information about this because this incident yeah, trumped wow. it easily. But uh, that that time she was fined $110 for being offensive and disorderly and smoking on the flight. Oh, hold on. She's done it. $110. Offensive, disorderly, and a dart, 110. You never know. We fucking never know. Yeah. We never know what these fines are. A cigarette will probably cost that before too long. (laughs) Might as well light it up on a plane. That's it. That's a fucking good value. That's the fine soon. Just give us the rest of your darts. Yeah, fuck, man. That's so much money. Give me yeah. the rest of your darts. Fuck. <laughs> Francis has thought, oh, 110 bucks, do what I want. Even a nurse, an ex-nurse, can afford to cut loose from time to time for that price. Brilliant value. Um, now, is this, is this what's in her bio? Disability? Disability pensioner. Disability pensioner. Yeah. Is this just put in there, you know, so when the, the prosecution look her up later on, they go, fuck, all right, we know she's going to pull that. Yeah. I mean, like every, everyone, though, they don't want to blame anything on anything while stopping short mm. of not mentioning it at all. Um, <laughs> Frances claims she had no recollection of the flight, that she's appalled by her behaviour. People's memories are fairly kind, aren't they? Yeah. So we, we say people should be nice to each other, but they are to, to themselves. They are nice to themselves, aren't they? Yeah. When you see this, I remember every charitable act I've ever performed, and yet the assaulting of complete strangers inv- just evades me. <laughs> I don't know. Can't remember ever spelting shit out of people. <laughs> people tell me I've done it. Um, she pleaded guilty to one charge yeah. of offensive and disorderly behavior on board an aircraft and one count of assault. Uh, maximum penalty two years in the clink and a 5,500 AUD fine. There we go. She got ordered to pay a fine of 3500 and sentenced to four months jail, suspended for two oh. years. Ah. Oh. So, yeah. So none. Nothing. Although she's two years in a row kicked off on a plane, so. Yeah. She's one year away from going to the clink. You reckon um, after the first year, the rallies in New Zealand to go, we'll come see you, Nan. We know what yeah. you're like on a plane, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> well, the in-laws are like, don't worry about her again. She's not getting here. Um She's also ordered to pay Qantas $18,245 oh. in compensation oh, for the plane rerouting. So roughly 22 k up from $110 for the last time. That's inflation, Francis. Rude shock. One year. Four. Uh, do you reckon that, do you ever honestly think the pilots in these situations, like the pilot, you know, there might be a party or something that night that they were going to miss because they'd have to go overseas. Absolutely. They find out someone's no kicking question. off and they're like, fucking yes. Absolutely no question. Yes. That happens yes. all the time. I've seen it before. They're like, oh, I'm just going to boot on to Florida. You've got a date in Florida, don't you, buddy? <laughs> there's, a, there's an all in in economy. Like, nah, we're going to get there. Fuck this. Yeah. Of course. Of course, there's that. Um, the judge said if Francis reoffended, she'd be going to jail. The magistrate, Louisa Bazzani, said if McCaskill lived in Victoria, she'd recommend she be assessed and treated for alcohol abuse. So that's the but tolerance. Thankfully, state. she she lives in Perth, 
So you could nothing. just point at Ben Cousins and go, yeah. "That's pretty what? bad, isn't it?" <laughs> Fuck yeah, all right. Louisa <laughs> uh, Pizzani, the magistrate, is embroiled currently in a fervent change.org campaign by a fraudster mother and daughter combo in Victoria who racked off with a lot of money from people who thought they'd given them cash for home deposits, but it turned out they're just oh. giving them cash. Um, oh. Sudanese people mainly. Uh, according to the Crims, Batsani said to the daughter, if I were you, I'd just plead guilty, which is a no-no for a judge. Uh, and now this pair of greedy little fucks are hinging their entire defence on a miscarriage of justice technicality. Oh, loopholes. Mm, frankly, they should get some a little bit of comeuppance from the Sudanese community in Melbourne. Uh, Francis is lucky. It wasn't a couple of years later. Her offence with Scotty Morrison in the immigration helm, she may have gotten him herself a section Levi's 501 and found herself on a free flight back across the Dutch, never to return to Australia. <laughs> See you, Francis. Um, as part of her punishment, she has been banned from flying with Qantas for 10 years. So that's over now. So her options are open. Good to go. Back on Webjet, not just checking Rex. <laughs> But did Virgin ban her when she... No, 110 bucks. No. Yeah. Pretty good. That's when Virgin were fun. Oh. It's when they truly were fun. They were fun, weren't they? That's changed. Her son, Kevin McCaskill, said that the incident has been embarrassing for the family. Kevin's a minor in WA. Francis is not very active on social media, but Kev, is he seems cool. He's happily married. Kev, kids are growing up, going well. One of them's a rugby player. Beautiful. So there's still time to appear on here in her own right. Um, he said he hasn't spoken to Francis in over a year. I didn't speak to him. I'll make this sound like that. At the time, he said he hasn't spoken to her in over a year. She has a drinking problem that has caused tension in the family. He said he'd wait for the publicity to die down over the incident before contacting her again. Let's hope they're back in touch. Hope we haven't wrecked that. Mm, well, they're not listening to this. And Francis has full access to the grandkids before they discover Google and see what she did. Uh, now, you, you say um, the rugby player may end up on here, and you said her, so the yes. daughter plays rugby. Yes, Nick. I don't know if can. you saw the story. Saw the story the other week, the AFLW player from Richmond. No. Jess Hocking charged with allegedly driving a jet ski while under the influence of alcohol in Queensland. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was she doing wrong? Was she not on the water? Personal watercraft. No, she was driving a jet ski December 4th in Service Paradise and claimed the police claimed she was over the middle alcohol limit, 0.1, but not the high alcohol, 0.15. Well, just tell yeah, us okay. what it is. Yeah. Maybe you get to guess and win a prize. So that's that's <laughs> prize pretty fucking right. good. Yeah. They're getting in on that now. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's when we'll see true equality in rugby league. That's when we see just as many arrests both sides of the, of the fence. Um Qantas's group of Qantas Group's head of security at the time, Steve Jackson. Rip gone too soon. Oh, 2018. No. Like a castle built upon a sandy beach. Gone too soon. Steve. Enjoyed a long career in security after a stint with the AFP and some time in the Royal Navy. Classic precursor to security jobs. Uh, Steve said the crew who restrained Francis had acted extremely bravely. Probably until they realised they all had to gang up to restrain a granny. 
although being Qantas, some of them were probably grannies themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, a few 59-year-olds punching on in the sky. Uh, Yeah. Even Alan hasn't managed to sack employees for just being there too long. He'll find a way. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening in. If you want bonus episode, bonus content, ad-free episodes, get on patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Thanks to all the Patreon subscribers. If you're after the merch, you know where to go, midflightbrawl.com. Send us a message anytime. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you, mate. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.